There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and today we're going to discuss our season one preview of Surreal Estate. Oh my god, Tim Rosen is back! Yep, let's hope he has better luck than he did on Vagrant Queen, that's for sure. Oh my god, I still love that. So many yes, people are talking that about that. that was a great show. This um, one looks like it's going to be a great one too. Okay, it's really weird though, because coming from Winona, it's like, alright, we come back to Tim Rosen being just a guy. Kind of, so he has no accent or twang or anything. Right. And it's really and weird no because, hair because yes, we I was going to say he's clean the shaven. The mustache to the full beard and now he's clean shaven and you know. And his hair is shorter too. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I know this sounds strange, but if you see him go and watch at least an episode in the last season of Winona Earp if you don't know what he looked like because he looks so different. Yes. Especially we have a, a moment where he's just kind of everyday guy smiling and in like t-shirt and jeans and like right. his hair is kind of all like cut short it's like what is happening this is weird <laughs> yeah real strange to see him in a suit even yeah it's just yeah it's a whole different world yeah but surreal estate follows real estate agent luke roman and an elite team of specialists that handle the cases no one else can haunted and possessed houses that literally scare would-be buyers away researching investigating and quote-unquote fixing the things that go bump in the night the team works to create closure and closings even as they struggle with demons of their own i thought this was kind of funny because you hear this and it's like what yeah (laughs) okay this sounds weird but we'll talk a little bit about all the people in it well not all but people in it and our showrunner who is george r olsen and this was actually an original script, right? Yes, absolutely it was. Yes. So, well, I say that like it's a question, but no, I've never heard of this before. It's not like, you know, Poltergeist where the woman comes in and like, this house is clean. No, that's not what this is. No. <laughs> Though we may see some gadgets like Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, yeah, you never know. It was a mix of, I don't want to say comedy, but it like dark humor, I guess. Right. And, and horror. Yes. So I, I'm like, weirdly enough, I like this. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I guess kind of along the lines of, oh, I don't know, would you say like the new fantasy island? How that was kind of like you had some humor and then horror kind of mixed in? Yeah, very much in that vein, I would say. Little Channel Zero-ish too. So yeah, yeah. as far as the ho- horror goes, yeah, it, there was some... It was Yeah, it had some moments that I actually jumped. Yes. So <laughs> bonus. Yeah. And if you're a fan of that kind of show, I definitely say give this a try. This is a show, I, I will tell you, I reached out 
to my friend who is my horror movie friend because we go to all the horror movies where we were before pandemic, of course. Now we're getting back into it because she and I love these kind of shows and movies. And I told her, I'm like, you are going to have to watch this one because I think this is right up your alley because normally she is not one to watch like a series. Right. She's like, eh, she's not into it so much. But I think this is definitely the kind of show that will get people into it. So let's talk a second about the showrunner. All right. George Olson is a recovering advertising executive, having spent most of his career as a creative director, partner, and chief creative officer at one of Colorado's largest advertising agencies. Several years ago, seeking the dangerous head rush of writing something longer than 30 seconds, George began writing for film. I will tell you, when I first started to read his bio, I thought he was supposed to be a character. Right. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, what's he supposed to be? And I'm like, wait a second. No, it says he's the executive producer and showrunner. I was like, oh, he's he's not a character. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's done things like a biopic of Nikola Tesla winning a screenwriting competition and attracted the attention of director Barry Sonnefield, who developed the script with him. He's written a short film, Killing Kevin, which was an official selection at 18 international film festivals. No small feat. No, not at all. So, yeah, he's been very busy here recently, that's for sure. Yes. He, uh... Written a number of features, including Master Race, the story of Jesse Owens at the 36th Berlin Olympics that had Anthony Mackie in it. Gotten some TV bits as well, as he developed a number of original pilots, including Bitterroot, which he sold as a pitch to USA Network. Of course, several of his original spec pilots are in various stages of development around town, including Poison County, which he is developing with Mark Burnett and MGM Television. Well, that's a good combination. Yep. MGM also hired him to create and write the pilot for Godspeed, a one-hour drama set in the world of NASCAR. Well, that's completely different. (laughs) Yeah, this... Okay, NASCAR and surreal estate. Right. Not on the same page at all. No, but yeah, he's Jesse Owens' story and... (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Everything that he's done. And I love that we have so many different things. I mean, he's also, he sold a pitch for Ruthless to CBS and developed a pilot for the CW Network. What? And then you get this. It's like, holy crap. Okay. I can't wait to see what's coming. Right. And I love the last line. Splitting his time between Colorado, Los Angeles, Canada, features and television. George has no outside interests that he's aware of. <laughs> that he's aware of. Apparently traveling between yes. those areas. <laughs> and writing. Right. And let's talk about our cast for a second. Tim Rosen, who plays the lead Luke Roman. Again, love him. Yes. So apparently he's been in so much more than I've known. Right. Because <laughs> he was the, I love this, that they put heartthrob Tommy Quincy opposite Alex Johnson and Laura Vandervoort. For four seasons of the team drama series, Instant Star for Teen Nick in the U.S. and CTV in Canada. I have never heard of this show no. before. <laughs> now, I heard of Laura because she'd been in several shows that I'd watched. And I'm like, wait, how did I not know Tim Rosen before then? Right. But he also has been in so many shows. Apparently, Befriend and Betray. He was 
And I had no clue because I have not started watching the show yet. I know you guys can kick me later. <laughs> he played Mutt Shit on the Emmy Joggernaut and Golden Globe winning Netflix hit comedy Shit's Creek. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. But again, he looks so different because I know him as Doc Holliday, the infamous lawman and charismatic gambler from Winona Earp. And again, love it. But he has been in so much more again. Digstown, Vagrant Queen on sci-fi, which we loved him in that as well. Very yes. sad that that did not continue. But I'm glad he landed somewhere like this. And a whole different side, I think. Yeah. Weirdly, you're playing a real estate agent, but there's more to it. Yeah. He specializes in haunted house issues. I love it. It's like haunted house issues. Okay, obviously so much more. But Tim has won award, the Canadian Emmy, the Gemini Award, for his performance in Flashpoint, nominated for Befriended Betray for the same, People's Choice Award for Best Sci-Fi Show on Winona Earp. Yay. Wise. I think this might fall into that category soon. And off camera... Apparently, he has many talents as well. Other than being super charismatic, I did meet him in person. And I will tell you, I'm like, oh, he's so sweet. I was like, I'm like, he had no clue who I was, obviously. Right. But he was the nicest freaking guy and talked like he knew me for years. Right. So anyway, he's a voiceover actor, which again, I'm like, wait, he did what? Yeah. <laughs> He was the leading role in the animated feature film, The Legend of Cirilla, opposite Christopher Plummer. What? And Genevieve Christopher Plummer? <laughs> Whoa. I, like, my brain exploded. He's produced documentaries, which weirdly was yes. the one called Shuckers, about the world of oysters and the, those who shuck them. Now, that's a big question for me because I didn't know yes. that was a big thing, but hey. And of course... Being super proud of his work, co-writing multiple Winona Earp graphic novels with creator Bo Smith for IDW. We love it. Yes. And then, holy crap, another non-acting. When he's not acting, Tim plays the role of restaurateur in Montreal at his hit restaurants. I don't know if I'm going to say these right. Garde Manger yep. and Le Bremner. Opposite of star chef Chuck Hughes. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a man of many talents. Yes. So this just kind of throws me. I mean, I guess that's one way. It's like, I'm going to diversify, so I'm going to work no matter what. Yep, absolutely. He's got all his bases covered. Yes. And I will tell you, I mentioned Shit's Creek earlier, right? Yep. Somehow, it seemed like it wasn't absolutely everybody, but it felt like everybody in the show was somehow connected to Shit's Creek. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because it's not a bad thing. No, I mean, it's a great show. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And that's why I'm going to start watching it. But it's a great cast. It's unreal. But Sarah Levy is also in this playing Susan Ireland. And I'm like, wait, no, yes. really? Yes. <laughs> Daughter of Eugene Levy. Yes, that Eugene Levy from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. And she was in that show opposite Catherine O'Hara. And of course, her father and brother, it's like, what the schnitzel is all I kept thinking. <laughs> she was on a Fox pilot, Patty's Auto, that was executive produced by Elizabeth Banks. And she was also opposite Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks in the film Larry Crown. What? Yeah, there you go. So these are like big people. I love this. Yes. 
And okay, let's throw in a little bit more of, in addition to being an actress, because apparently everybody's got a side gig going. Yes. (laughs) She's a singer and songwriter. She started with classical piano when she was six. Boy, I feel like an underachiever. Yes. And she went on to teach herself how to play guitar. And she considers herself a professional foodie, which, you know, I kind of do too. Just right, yeah. Like food. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why don't you take us into the next couple right. people? Yes, Tanelle Red plays Megan Donovan. She's known for a recurring role as Bianca on the hit TV show Working Moms, now streaming on Netflix. And she is also in Adam Yogan's latest film, Guest of Honor, which premiered at the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival. Her numerous TV credits include Condor, The Good Witch, My Regina, In the Late Night in the Studio, Schitt's Creek, Hudson and Rex, and Shadow Hunters. I like Shadow Hunters. Yeah. And oh, did you say Schitt's Creek again? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Maurice Dean Wint, who plays August. Augie Ripley. Of course, this gentleman has a compelling presence in the arts for more than 30 years with an impressive inventory of credits in film, television, theater, and narration. Definitely qualified himself as a diversified performer. And this list, (laughs) let's see, Digtown, For the Record, Shoot the Messenger, Haven, one show on sci-fi we didn't cover, Regenesis, Uh PSI Factor, Tech War, Blue Murder. Yeah, it's like his list goes on and on. on it's and crazy. On, yes, <laughs> it sure is. And he's going to be the tech guy, or at least one of them. So yeah, as a studio artist, he has voiced hundreds of radio, television, and internet commercials, breathed life into a variety of animated characters, and narrated fascinating documentaries and large format IMAX film. The ninth Annual Academy of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Awards, he was nominated for Outstanding Performance Voice for his work in the documentary feature Beast of the Bible. That's just insane. Yes, and definitely will recognize his voice probably before you recognize his face. <laughs> yes, true, true. We have somebody who was in the pilot who plays Zoe L'Enfant, who you may recognize as well. I don't have her whole bio, but right. Savannah Basley, who I will tell you, I'm looking at her going, why do I know her? Right. Oh, because she happened to be in Winona Earp with Tim Rosen. Yep. I'm like, she played Cleo Clanton. Yes. Cleo Clanton. <laughs> and I will tell you, we didn't know what happened to her by the end of Winona Earp. Apparently, she went into real estate. That's yes. all I'm saying. <laughs> But I'm like, okay, I love the fact that they're working together again. And she has a pretty extensive bio as well. So she has been in, well, not extensive, but a lot of shows that I think we've probably watched. So Winona Earp, Utopia Falls, White Lock, The Art of More, Private Eyes, which I think was an episode, or I mean, a show that Maurice Dean Wint was in as well. I could be wrong on that. So don't quote me. But I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. And finally, Adam Corson, who plays Father Phil Orley. It's like, wait a second. We have a priest? Okay. (laughs) But eh, we find out it's kind of a laugh thing. Yeah. But apparently, Adam graduated at the top of his class from Randolph Academy for the Performing Arts in Toronto. And he ended up moving to L.A. And aren't we happy he's in L.A.? Because 
When he's not fighting ghosts, he's selling homes as Father Phil Orley, the fallen priest in the new sci-fi series, Surreal Estate. And he can also be found providing the voice for Jack the Donkey in an upcoming Netflix series, Super Pups. Like, what? As well as the lead character in the feature film, The Stairs. So he's got a lot on his plate right now. Yep. And he's also had reoccurring roles in TV Land's Teachers, Netflix's Imposters, and also Netflix's hit Real Rob, which is starring Rob Schneider. And of course, he can be seen in films serialized, where he plays a detective and love interest to Vanessa Ray, directed by Michael Poulet, and The Female Brain as well, a Whitney Cummings film. Holy crap. Yeah. These people are killing me. But Corson's most notable character to date is, oh my gosh, the series lead as Harry Dakota in the critically acclaimed sperm donor comedy <laughs> Seed, which aired on the City TV network throughout Canada and on the CW in the US. Now, I will tell you, I don't think I've heard of this show, yep. but now I want to go find yes. it. <laughs> because this just sounds like, what? Yeah. You had had a sitcom based on a sperm donor? Yes. And somehow it gets weirder because th- that show was nominated for over 20 Canadian Screen Awards over its two seasons. So what? I have to watch this show. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, this is going to be crazy. And I love it. Yep. Yeah. Um, a, so what do you think with that cast? It's kind of a, an eclectic cast, but I'm kind of excited to see how well they work together. Yes, because it seems like so many people from different kind of areas right. and types of shows, this should be interesting. Yes. But they're all professionals, so obviously everyone's going to gel great. Yes. So we do have a minute and a half trailer that Sci-Fi has released. And it begins like your average real estate agents doing their thing. When we see things starting to go wrong, as it looks like a hand comes out of a wall and we see flames coming out of a fireplace and we hear a scream. Couple ask, what was that? And the agent turns around and tells him, noisy pipes. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> and then we hear Luke Roman saying that at the Roman agency, we sell the houses that no one else can. As we see a nice office that he goes into and then... We see him walking into an overgrown yard to an old house. That can't be good. <laughs> and then down the street with two other men all dressed in sharp suits. Yeah, okay, this doesn't feel like it's going to be just a normal everyday kind of thing. No, <laughs> not at all. I think that's where we're going to get the comedy part is in real life and being real estate agents. and <laughs> Get a little mix of it, yeah. And then we see a woman in a sling asking Luke if he's some kind of ghost hunter as we see a device being placed in a home. Very techie looking thing. And Luke tells her no, ma'am. <laughs> and we see a shot of a kid with very sharp teeth. That I'm the real be. estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, okay. And then we get a shot of Luke in the car with another agent telling her that some agents put vanilla extract on hot light bulbs for that fresh baked cookie smell. I wonder if people really do that. I'm just oh, absolutely. Say it. Seriously? Oh yes. my god. See, I've never gone to look at a house like to buy, so right. I never thought that that would be a thing. Oh, absolutely it is. But we help them by stopping the walls from bleeding. What? 
And we see a man with an interesting set of spectacles on, allowing him to see paranormal things. Man, I wish I had a pair of those. I don't know. I get paranoid as it is, so I don't know if that'd be a good thing. You're not. Yeah. And we hear one guy say that that house has racked up a body count. That can't be good. No. And no, we no, get no. the guy with the spectacles asking a woman if she lost someone horribly recently. As we see a woman on the stairs with a knife in her hand. That can't be good either. No. <laughs> a shot of the office, then a red-eyed wolf-looking thing, and a lady telling Luke that she thinks it's going to be very interesting working for him. Of course, we get quick shots of some ghouls and what appears to be a capture device being tossed into a room. There's your Ghostbuster theme. Yes. <laughs> Well, I was thinking more of a Pokeball there with that one. The, oh. <laughs> the other device that the guy sat down on the t- on a table and kind of pushed the red button, that kind of gave me the Ghostbuster feel, just throwing the ball into a room. <laughs> what? You catching a ghost Pokemon with that thing? Hey, you know what? There are ghost types, so, you know. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman tells Luke she doesn't believe in ghosts, and Luke replies he doesn't either. He just works with them. I just feel like, uh, yeah, you don't have to believe in them if they believe in you. A very Constantine moment, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, Surreal Estate premieres on Sci-Fi on July 16th, which should oh be just about wait. the end of Van Helsing. Yes. I can't wait. I'm so excited that we're getting this new show on Sci-Fi and wholly new premise. Yes. Because this is not something I think we've ever seen anything quite like it. So... Hold on to your hats, folks. Let's see what's going to happen. Right. If the horror is anything close to Channel Zero. Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> With Tim Rosen and the way he can do comedy as well, this might be just awesome. I can't wait. And we're going to try really hard to get somebody on here to talk about it. Right. I really want to talk to Tim, but of course I might go back to talking about Doc Holiday. So that could be bad. But yes. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, what do you think about the trailer? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think this show has teeth? Let us know your thoughts. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know. We will obviously reply to you and have it on air. Plus, we would like you to rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show. You know you want to watch the first episode at least because you're super curious about right. what they're going to do. I will tell you, you will not be disappointed. Nope. And we know the Erpers are going to be there for oh, the yes. first episode. That's for sure. Yes. And I can't wait to hear from all of our Erper friends. So tell your friends about the show. Sit down, watch it. And we, of course, hope you're enjoying our podcast and everything that will come of this show on our podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com. We have our contacts page there. We will tweet live when this show is on so you can tweet with us. and. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Neither do I. I just work with them. And until the premiere!